2: now
4: evening, everyone, and welcome back. If you're just joining me for the first time today, thank you so much for being here. Please make sure you hit that like button or the red pill as you make your way on in. I would sincerely appreciate it if you help me by sharing the show as well. And if you just join me on 412 and On's Taking It Back where I appear every Thursday from 4 to 5 p.m. Simulcast on Badlands Media. Thank you very much for making the switch. Yes, Trisha, I have a show Monday nights at 1030, Wednesday nights at 9 p.m., and Thursdays at 4 p.m., all on Badlands Media. And then also Wednesdays, I appear on Making Sense of the Madness with Jason Burmis on Amp News. All of them. Great shows. I realize, though, people have limited time. All right, so we've got a lot to discuss today. New events bubbling up in the Middle East. I have an update for you on that murdered Philadelphia journalist slash activist. Uh, and uh, man, yeah, I don't know, just a ton of stuff, ton of stuff to talk about. So, thank you for being here appreciate you guys thank you for sharing thank you so much also thank you to CyberX x speed for dropping that cookie and asquatch for dropping the can sit back relax and grab your popcorn we're going to be right back after this Hey, have you guys ever wondered whatever happened to the legendary Chuck Norris? Well, I sure did, and recently I saw a video he made, and I gotta say, I was pretty shocked because he's in his 80s, and he's still out there kicking butt, working out, and staying active. But what's even more shocking than that is that not only is he doing those things, but at the same time, he's stronger. He can work out longer, and he even has plenty of energy to play with his grandkids at the end of the day. Now, a lot of people, I would imagine, are asking, how did he do this? Apparently, he made one single change. He says he still feels like he's in his 50s, and his wife even started doing this thing, too, and she says she's never felt better. She says she feels 10 years younger, her body looks leaner, and she's got energy all day. So, Chuck made a special video that explains everything. I want you to make sure you watch it by going to the link in the description of this video, chuckdefense.com forward slash Zach. Or just click that link and you can head right over there. But it will change the way you think about your health. Once again, the link is in the description of this video, chuckdefense.com forward slash Zach. It's right here on screen. Click the link in the description to watch that free video. You won't believe how. Simple it is, and when you support my sponsors, you support this channel. All right, good afternoon. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us. I sincerely appreciate you hanging out with me every Monday through Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, right here on Red Pill News at Red Pill 78, found on Rumble, BitChute, uh, Odyssey. Where else? Uh, you know, there's a whole bunch of places. If you guys are only able to watch the videos, but maybe sometimes you uh, don't have time to watch the videos, or maybe you'd like to hear what I'm talking about, but uh, you just can't sit down and pay attention specifically to a video, I do have an audio-only podcast, which can be found on Podbean, uh, but you can also find it on, like, Apple and Google Podcasts and directly through my website, redpill78news.com. All right, guys, I'd like to begin with a update on the story of the murdered Philadelphia journalist slash activist. And then I wanted to show you guys some of his past tweets uh, before we get into the meat of it. So this was Josh Kruger right here. And actually, I know, yep, I had to reboot my computer, so I need to reassociate all of the various uh, pieces of information on my screen so there is the article and that's josh Kruger on screen here is the chat for our friends at pilled.net looks like that is already working and then finally the chat for our family over there on rumble and there we go excellent good stuff all right do you guys remember Josh Krueger? He is the activist slash journalist that lived in Philadelphia. Uh, he was uh, critical of conservatives for saying that Democrat-run cities are getting too violent. Well, he found uh, very personally uh, just how violent Philadelphia has become when he was shot, I believe, seven times in the chest and the stomach at his home at around one thirty in the morning. Now, I said at the time, Considering the fact that there was no forced entry, uh, considering the fact that it was rather late, uh, it was likely that perhaps this was a lover's spat of some kind. It also seemed to be a little bit of overkill. If somebody had robbed this man, come into his home in the middle of the night, surprised him uh, and stolen things from him, there would have been evidence of a theft. There was no evidence of a theft. Also, because he was shot so many times, it really felt like the person who did it wanted to make sure that he died. I want to remind you uh, that Josh had made a comment about Pizzagate on a number of occasions. You might remember Pizzagate. It was a story that was very big in the news, uh, and it had to do not with a secret underground child trafficking ring being run by Hillary Clinton in the basement of Comet or Ping Ping Pong, which was a pizza place in Washington, D.C., but really it was about the institutionalized practice of child trafficking at the highest levels of government within our own intelligence agency and in a broader sense, the abuse of young children. Uh, In the emails that were released from John Podesta by WikiLeaks, there were uh, a lot of clues that this is the kind of thing that was going on within the inner circle of Hillary Clinton. Uh, But Josh said this back in 2017. Pizzagate Is the reality of the fringes in America and why, for all its terribleness, a slow system of checks and balances is probably best. Basically, saying that Pizzagate is a belief only held by the absolute fringes of America's conservative right. I think that that's an oversimplification, and I think he's uh, pretty much wrong. He also commented about Pizzagate when discussing Alex Jones in 2017. Austin-based Alex Jones issues an apology for bogus Pizzagate claims a day before Texas defamation claim deadline. So Josh, once again, in intimating that Pizzagate is simply not true. It's fake news. Well, that's kind of interesting. What else does he have to say? Here he is tweeting about Elon Musk. Elon Musk had commented on his former employee, Yoel Roth, in a tweet that he made back in 2010. Yoel Roth had said, can high school students ever meaningfully consent to sex with their teachers? The implication by Yoel Roth was that, yes, At some point, certain students can consent to having sex with their adult teachers. Obviously, that's against the law. Uh, It can sometimes be considered corruption of a minor, or, as it's really known, it would be considered abuse and pedophilia. Yoel Roth, it was commented on by this woman, Eliza, she said, I think we may have found the problem, Uh, and then Elon says, it looks like Yoel is arguing in favor of children being able to access adult internet services." in his PhD thesis. Yoel Roth was and is a gay man who in his PhD thesis advocated for this type of behavior. Now, Josh says that Elon Musk appears to be engaging in a timeless form of anti-gay bigotry, implicitly sicking his mob of adoring simps and incels onto an openly gay man that Musk connects to pedophilia. Hate speech against gays has increased at least 58% since musk took over according to cbs news wow sounds like yol or excuse me sounds like josh believes that simply pointing out pedophilia or an interest in pedophilia being talked about by a gay man is itself some sort of hate speech it's not just calling out someone who seems to be interested in pedophilia so once again i don't agree with josh Now, Josh also commented on a post that has since been deleted back in 2022. He said, My dad bought trucks and never spontaneously mounted a misguided banner making people recall a notorious pedophilia cover-up. You have to buy those as an add-on. So this is a derisive statement, making fun of somebody else who was pointing out a pedophile cover-up, uh, such as Pizzagate or perhaps uh, the, uh, the, the, the Franklin Credit scandal in Boys Town. Uh, there's an all-number, uh, all-manner of pedophilia cover-ups that have taken place throughout the years. Just another one that I've got for you right here where Josh mentions that I used to do a lot of meth. And let me tell you, that's not even true. Talking about someone else doing meth. So I understand no one wants to hire you for your drivel. So your freelance shingle is always swinging. But Cupcake, drug dealers always get the first taste for free. Yours didn't provide a bump. And he says, I used to do a lot of meth. And let me tell you, that's not even true. Saying that he never got free drugs. Second, the only people who talk like this are 15-year-olds who just discovered the wire. How does he know how 15-year-olds talk? Also, it's hilarious to me that I'm self-employed American being taunted for being wholly responsible for my bills as opposed to waiting around for some boss to give me a crumb after 37.5 hours in a cubicle. I'm tweeting from my backyard, taking selfies. Yes, it's awful being your own boss. Tell me more about crimes, Scarface. Wow. Josh really seems to have a lot of uh, strong opinions about a couple of things, namely hmm, children, drugs, uh, what it means to be a gay man, hate speech. Here he accuses Republicans of being obsessed with kids and sex. He says they need help. It reminds me of Trump demanding Congress increase penalties to lock her up, only to have the same law boomerang back and jeopardize himself when he was using classified info as a napkin. Once again, fake news. That didn't happen. So before we take a look at the update on this story, I just want to remind you that Josh was a gay man. Uh, who had some particular beliefs about the way society worked. He was also HIV positive and talk about a boomerang. He made fun of Republicans who said that Philadelphia had turned into a criminal cesspool uh, and then he was actually murdered in a spate of gun violence. Well, it turns out the person who actually did that gun violence was someone that Josh had been abusing Since This young man was 15 years old. And guess what? He was also feeding this young man drugs at that time, probably meth. Looking at Josh's own tweets where he said he used to do a lot of meth. Also highly ironic considering the fact that he says he knew what was coming out of the mouths of 15 year old children. And very interesting when you consider that he was trying to pull that dog whistle about hate speech on gay people when others were calling out pedophilia and pedophilic activities that were being well, sponsored, that, that were being espoused by someone who just happened to be gay. I want to go on record and say that all gay men are not pedophiles and all straight men are not pedophiles, but sometimes gays and straights both are actually pedophiles at heart. Now, Philadelphia police have accused Robert Davis, who is now 19 years old, of killing Josh Kruger, that local activist and journalist. Apparently, he entered Kruger's home and shot him seven times. Now, Davis has not been caught. As of the writing of this article, he is still... At large, he remains at large, and he is considered armed and dangerous. But the really shocking part is that when he was 15 years old, he and this adult man, Josh Kruger, this adult gay man, Josh Kruger, uh, allegedly began a relationship that ended with Davis shooting Kruger. Now that Davis is a grown man, although he is a young grown man at 19 years old, I wonder if he began to harbor some ill will towards this adult man who, when he was in his late 20s or early 30s, perhaps, began sexually abusing him and feeding him crystal meth to keep his boy toy around. So this, uh, really should surprise no one because how often do we look at cases such as this where the left uses very obvious forms of projection to put their own crimes, their own behaviors, and their own illicit activity at the feet of those who would otherwise call them out for it? There was an interview given by Davis's mother to the Philadelphia Inquirer very recently. Also, his older brother commented on this situation. They detailed an account that they said was drawn. From conversations with the brother and son Davis and years of witnessing his life spiral out of control as he attempted to keep his relationship with Kruger and his drug addiction hidden. So it looks like the death of Josh Kruger was not some random act of gun violence. The death of Josh Kruger was more than likely retribution for the sexual abuse and the destruction of the life of a young boy, 15 years old, turned on to crystal meth by a HIV positive adult man who cared nothing for the life this young boy could have potentially lived. Instead, he thought with his second head and used his power and his position to rein this young man in, get him addicted to drugs, and begin to sexually abuse him. Man, he was definitely in his mid-30s. Kroger was 39 years old and he was working as a freelance journalist and he was also employed by the city of Philadelphia at one time in the past he talked about homelessness about drug abuse the city attorney said many of us knew josh kruger as a comrade communist who never stopped advocating for queer Philadelphians living on the margins of society. Being a pedophile is pretty marginal. Davis's family asserts uh, that at the same time the detective discovered what law enforcement sources said are explicit photos and messages in Kruger's phone, the sources who requested anonymity due to the ongoing nature of the investigation refused to say what the disturbing images were And if they were related to Davis, you can bet that Josh Krueger probably had pornographic images and videos of his escapades with this young boy. And who knows? Maybe he had explicit videos, child pornography, CP, as it were, uh, of victimization of other children. I think that the American public deserve to know. But. Davis's mother and, and her son called on Friday. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Davis's mother said her son called her on Friday and tried to explain himself. She said he was scared. He said Kruger wanted me to do some stuff I didn't want to do. And if I didn't do it, he said he was going to blackmail me. So Josh Kruger, this 39-year-old HIV-positive gay man who's an activist in the LGBTQ plus community, tried to sexually blackmail a 19 year old that he had been sexually abusing for the last four years prior and got him addicted to crystal meth. Wow, this guy was a real piece of work, and I'd say he probably deserves exactly what he got. Now, a lot of city and state leaders have shared statements about Kruger's work and the things he did for these vulnerable communities, and police sources said he was concealing parts of his life and that meth was found in his bedroom. So Josh didn't used to do a lot of meth. He was still doing meth At the time that he was trying to sexually blackmail somebody he had already been abusing for the last four years prior. Josh Kruger deserved exactly what he got. And I don't have any sympathy in my heart for this guy. I have a lot of sympathy in my heart for Davis uh, because uh, obviously he was taken advantage of. He was abused. Uh, There is nothing you can say to make Josh Kruger appear to be a victim in this instance at all. Uh, I think the only thing that uh, he deserved was the six or seven slugs that he took to the chest. So don't feel bad for him at all. All right. So continuing, uh, before we get into the, uh, the Israel Palestine news, uh, I, I saw this come across the wires earlier today, and I thought that it perfectly encapsulated the state of the world. Um, Dylan Mulvaney, a biological man has just been named the Woman of the Year by a best-selling gay lifestyle magazine. Uh, This is really the times that we are living in. Uh, After fighting for equal rights for women for so many years, uh, now those rights and uh, privileges are being taken away by biological men uh, at an ever-increasing rate. Uh, Woman of the Year was given by this United Kingdom-based publication called Attitude Magazine. Uh, it is a bestseller in, uh, in the UK and across Europe. Uh, and uh, of course, the last time I heard about Dylan Mulvaney, he was destroying the legacy of Budweiser. Uh, but now uh, he has also received the Woman of the Year uh, at the 2023 Virgin Atlantic Attitude Awards. They were held uh, in London on Wednesday night. And here is Dylan Mulvaney in a tweet from Libs of TikTok, Uh, Looking everything a woman, (laughs) everything a woman. Um, And uh, I think that it uh, it goes to show you that the deep state, the deep state that is pushing this agenda on us, I think they would like to do away with women altogether. Uh, Certainly they don't respect women. uh, They don't respect the contribution that women have made. And uh, I think that they want to push degeneracy on society at large. If they exterminate women from the gene pool and all that's left is men, then the only way that humanity is going to be able to procreate uh, is through artificial means. And I think that that's part of their transhumanist agenda. Uh, If they can take away our ability to create life, uh, then their ability to create life will be the only thing that remains on planet Earth. We simply cannot allow that to happen. I've said many times before, the best thing you can do to ensure the survival of the species is to make sure that you have children and that you raise them with your values and that you show them the dangers of this agenda that they are attempting to push upon us. All right. Uh, let me give a bunch of thank yous over here to our friends, uh, at Pild.net. Uh, Brubark says, Have you noticed that the protests about Netanyahu's corruption have disappeared? Oh, yes, I certainly have. Yes, they have. Uh, Boise Blanc 89, thank you for the cookie. Filter Dog 1, thank you for the cookie. Uh, NetFolks 1, thank you for the cookie. Casey, thank you for the cookie. And PQuest, Thank you for the cookie as well. Appreciate you guys supporting the show. Oh, Sean, Joe and Leanne 63. I missed you guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you guys. All right. So Steve Scalise, he won that secret ballot and the Republicans had put him forward as their nominee for Speaker of the House. Well, turns out that he does not have the votes required to make it through the election. So experts are saying that Steve Scalise is likely going to drop out of the race for Speaker of the House. And once he's gone, uh, the only person that I know of that still would keep their name in the hat would be Jim Jordan. I think Jim Jordan would be great for Speaker of the House. Uh, I was speaking with Adil about this uh, in the uh, four o'clock hour, and uh, although he wouldn't be able to do his committee chair assignments, he could uh, appoint some other members of the Freedom Caucus who would continue on the investigations in his stead. Uh, He could also make sure that Hunter Biden gets subpoenaed and bring in other members of the Biden family, uh, push that investigation forward. Uh, There's a lot that Jim Jordan could do as Speaker of the House, and uh, I believe that the Freedom Caucus is probably going to decide once more who ends up becoming Speaker of the House. So 217 votes is what Scalise would have to achieve. He does not have that many votes. The margin of, of victory for him over Jim Jordan was only fourteen votes in that closed door session. so to get to two hundred and seventeen would be an uphill battle uh, I I don't have any real problems with Steve Scalise, but he is very close with Kevin McCarthy. I think he's essentially his shadow. He's Kevin McCarthy 2.0. So we don't want him as Speaker of the House. Um, These are the people who have already stated they're going to be voting for anybody else other than Scalise. We have Lauren Boebert. She's going to vote Jordan. We have Bob Good also Jordan. MTG, also Jordan. Nancy Mace, also Jordan. Max Miller, also Jordan. Lloyd Smucker, also Jordan. Keith Self, also Jordan. And then Carlos Jimenez is going to be voting for Kevin McCarthy. Well, uh, I think that it's quite obvious that Jim Jordan is the dark horse candidate in this race. We don't have anybody who has been pledged to Ken Buck, Michael McLeod, Thomas Massey, Chip Roy, Victoria Sparts, or Mike Turner, if the writing is on the wall and Jim Jordan is the best hope for people to come to a, an agreement and compromise on, then I think that all of them are going to be throwing their support behind Jim Jordan. And obviously, since he's the only other person uh, that anybody has talked about in any serious fashion, a lot of people are now starting to pay attention. Uh, And at the end of the day, it's going to come down to who can they get through and who can they use to ensure that Hakeem Jeffries does not become speaker. And he's not going to be I mean, there would have to be a a, quite a few on the Republican side who would end up voting for Hakeem Jeffries. And that's just simply, uh, you know, beyond the pale that would that wouldn't happen at all. Uh, But Tom Emmer uh, from Minnesota, Kevin Hearn of Oklahoma. They are also now being mentioned as potential candidates. Uh, Emmer is currently the majority whip and Hearn. ah, Arizona Sunshine, that's a great game. I don't know if that's why you chose that name, but thank you very much, Arizona Sunshine. Uh, so uh, also, Hearn leads the largest Republican caucus on Capitol Hill, uh, so they have a little bit of sway when it comes down to it. Uh, so continue to keep your eyes open. Uh, as I've said many times, I don't think that it's going to be a tremendous loss uh, if we don't elect a new Speaker of the House anytime soon. Uh, there is major problems in Congress, and uh, until they're willing to address the, 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 the issues that are facing the American public— uh, that really have an impact on our day-to-day lives. You know, I don't care what they do, to be quite honest with you. Uh, all I care about at this point is getting Trump back in office uh, so that he can go about fixing the nation once more. Thank you so much for that support. I appreciate you. And let's see. Uh, and there's also a new candidate throwing their hat on the Democrat side, uh, Chunk Yogurt, uh, Chank Weeger, I believe his name truly is, he's the founder and one of the hosts of the ultra-left-wing uh, YouTube show called The Young Turks. Uh, he has announced that he's going to be running for president of the United States after an unsuccessful bid for California's state house. Uh But Chunk has a really troubled history in the same way that Josh was interested in sex with young boys. It appears that Chink is uh, interested in sex with animals or at the very least, he believes that it should remain on the table. And he had a very specific quote about this. He said that um, hang on just a second. Let me just go ahead and play it for you. It's language alert. I, I don't know if this is going to be. Um, if this is going to be edited or not. Like illegal,
0: or I, I don't know what the... By the way, like, I don't know. I'm sure this is, like, illegal, or I, I don't know what the ramifications are if you actually carry this out. But, like, let's say there's a politician who's just hideous, and they're they're passing all this ridiculous legislation or signing...
4: Hold on just a second. Where is it?
2: Mm.
3: <sighs> all right, here it is. Here it is. That, that boing-boing chick was doing... I have decided what that boing-boing chick was doing. Mm-hmm. She was doing a jaywalking of uh, bestiality. Like, yeah, it might technically be a crime, but it's, let's not waste the court's time on jaywalk.
0: Okay. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, fair enough.
3: But here comes the controversial part, the part I shouldn't say. I believe that I am going. I, if I were the ruler, uh, the benevolent dictator of the world, I would legalize bestiality where you are giving you are you are pleasuring
4: the animal. That's it right there. That is all you need to hear. The latest Democrat candidate for president would legalize bestiality. An animal cannot consent to sex with a human. It is animal abuse. And Chenk is a disgusting individual to think that this would be part of his platform is just stunningly idiotic. I don't think that he's going to get many votes, uh, but I think that it is certainly an area of humiliation that we can highlight for the Democrats. What do we have? We have a current resident uh, who is uh, likely a pedophile, someone who has a history of sniffing women and children inappropriately touching children inappropriately taking showers with his own daughter uh, abusing his son uh losing his mind because of dementia now we have another candidate who wants to have sex with animals Fredo wakening says chunk yogurt is a moron he was born in Turkey can't run although they didn't stop Obama yeah that's the other thing is that he was born in Turkey uh, so the fact that he has announced that he's running for president I mean I don't know is it just for ratings Does he not understand? Does he have a fundamental misunderstanding of how our nation works? But you make a great point. It did not matter for Barack Obama. Listen, guys, I've got to take a break for the second half of the show. I will be right back in just a moment. Bitcoin ETF is all the rage right now, and that's because a major financial player is just now resubmitting their application for a Bitcoin ETF. So as a result, investors are thinking this is just over the horizon. Mainstream adoption is right around the corner. Now, add to that, lawmakers recently voted to set guidelines on just when and how crypto firms should register with either the Commodities Futures Trading Commission or the Securities and Exchange Commission. Now, while all of this is good news, an ETF only gives you Exposure to crypto, not direct ownership. The whole point of cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin is to directly own an asset with a finite supply that is outside of any government influence. And my digital money. Can help you do that. With My Digital Money, you own your crypto, whether you invest in a crypto IRA or with a standard trading account. Now, remember, it's important to diversify your portfolio. And when it comes to a crypto investment, direct ownership is of the utmost importance. So don't get caught up in the excitement the media is trying to spin because nothing beats owning your own crypto and nothing beats investing in crypto through My Digital Money. Not only are you able to invest with them using a crypto IRA, but also also a standard trading account and it's all in the same platform. You also have the assurance that your assets are going to be put into a trust. That means that no matter what happens to my digital money, your crypto is always safe. So if you're ready to invest in cryptocurrency, do so with mydigitalmoney.com. Once again, that's mydigitalmoney.com. The link is in the description box below, and I should also tell you they have excellent US-based customer service, so feel free to give them a call with any questions you might have at 833-6 three six two zero zero eight invest with my money.com today and when you support my sponsors you support this channel All right, guys, thank you for sticking around. So yesterday I brought you word of an Iranian spy ring working within the United States government, not only in the Joe Biden administration, but also previously in the Obama administration. Once Donald Trump came into power, he fired those people. Joe Biden rehired them. Well, Bob Menendez has just been accused of acting as a foreign agent himself. He's been accused by a federal grand jury. And I know that there is some question about the validity of Bob Menendez's charges. But I will remind you that Bob Menendez is no stranger to charges of corruption. He is a rep, excuse me, a senator from the state of New Jersey. And New Jersey tends to have a higher propensity among their politicians to engage in public corruption, corruption, payoffs, uh, payola schemes, uh, skimming, that kind of stuff. Obviously, Bob Menendez having over $100,000 in gold bars in his house, that's not normal. Uh, He also had a ton of cash. Uh, This man was packed to the gills. Oh, yeah, and he also was accused of uh, perusing the island of the Dominican Republic with underage prostitutes. So children who were being sex trafficked. Anyways, Bob Menendez has a new problem. If his wife murdering a guy in a in a traffic accident wasn't enough, Uh, he's been accused of acting as a foreign agent uh, from a jury in Manhattan. This new superseding charge indictment is a conspiracy for a public official to act as a Foreign agent, in this case, for the country of Egypt, which is where he was uh, trading money for U.S. policy on. He's been accused of acting on behalf of Egypt, passing on non-public information, and doing favors for the Egyptian government in exchange for bribes. One time, he actually claimed that Donald Trump was a foreign agent on behalf of Russia. Oh, the level of accountability is palpable. I absolutely love to see it. So now federal prosecutors are accusing him of doing the same thing he projected onto Donald Trump. This is so typical, par for the course with the modern Democrat Party. All right, let's move on to the latest information coming out of the Gaza Strip and the war between Hamas and Israel. Allegedly, Hamas began planning this attack on Israel two years ago after we left Afghanistan. Uh, It's alleged that this attack that took place on Saturday uh, began gestating some two years ago. This is according to an interview given on Sunday by by a senior Hamas official. Uh, This official Ali Baraka told Russia Today that Hamas has been secretly planning the invasion of southern Israel for two years, which that would mean it began shortly after Joe Biden took office and then we disastrously left Afghanistan and $80 billion of military equipment. We have been preparing for this for two years. We have local factories for everything. We have rockets with ranges of 250, 160, 80, 45 and 10 kilometers and he said, we have factories for mortars and their shells. We have factories for manufacturing B-7 and B-10 guns in their shells. We have factories for manufacturing Kalashnikov rifles and their bullets. We have a Russian license to produce Kalashnikov bullets in Gaza. And he also said that they were assisted by Iran. This is a claim that the Biden administration says lacks direct evidence. Hamas themselves actually saying it. Well, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Our allies are those who support us with weapons and money. First and foremost, it's Iran that is giving us money and weapons. There's also Hezbollah and the Arab and Islamic people who are standing with us. Uh, He also indicated that Hamas wanted to carry out a prisoner swap with the U.S., uh, as the Biden regime recently did with Iran. And the $6 billion and the five Iranians that the United States was planning to hand over to Iran actually... Uh, is now going to be put on hold. I hope that we got our people back. Uh, Of course, they want prisoners. Of course, they're going to use this uh, to get as much out of the United States as they possibly can. Uh, He said Biden... The highest authority in the U.S. declared that he stands with Israel against Hamas and the Palestinian people. Therefore, he is a partner to this aggression and he must pay the price. He bragged that only a limited number of Hamas leaders knew about the coming attack and that the group intentionally projected a rational image to the world to hide its plan. We made them think that Hamas was busy with governing Gaza and that it wanted to focus on the 2.5 million Palestinians in Gaza and has abandoned the resistance altogether, all the while under the table Hamas was preparing for this big attack. The zero hour was kept completely secret. The number of people who knew about the attack and its timing could be counted on one hand. We were planning to make some gains and take prisoners to exchange them. This army was a paper tiger. So before we continue any further, does this sound Like the words of a military leader. I mean, this is like braggadociousness at its worst. Um, by, putting all of this stuff out there into the world, it really feels to me like someone is attempting to lay a narrative about what's been happening behind the scenes. And as I've told you repeatedly over the last couple of days, I think the narrative they want to create is that we have to get involved in a military conflict in the Middle East. I believe that this is meant to kick off World War III. Along with this statement, we also have this recently released video footage, which is Highly produced coming out of Hamas. This is allegedly a training video of Hamas soldiers. Uh preparing for the breach of the wall uh, at the Israeli border. I want to remind you, as I showed you the other day, Israel has probably the most sophisticated defense system on the planet. Uh, Their border is also probably the most well fortified. And there are so many sensors in the ground in, in proximity to the fence. You get close to the fence, an alarm goes off. You touch the fence, an alarm goes off. You've got people whose only job is to monitor every square meter of that fence, and somehow, over the weekend, it was a tremendous failure of intelligence. Let's take a look at these guys and uh, the work they prepared to do. A video released by Hamas reveals how the fighters trained for the attack on Israel. You can see them walking in the desert, dropping all of their material, practicing their incursion into Israel, Looks like they've got some sort of uh, system they're setting up to breach the border fence using high explosives. Boom. Oh, here we go. We've got something with a little more firepower. If there's a metal and concrete barrier with shaped charges, I would assume. Boom. There you go. Oh, now we can just run through. Everybody's wearing GoPros. They've got drones. They've got dollies. Then they deployed ramps to enable vehicles to pass. Oh, that explains how they got the quads and the motorcycles across the border. Oh, now I understand. Oh, yeah. Here's them taking down a much larger fence, much more well fortified fence. Oh, yeah. Hold my hand. Well, about 150 Israelis, foreigners, and dual nationals were abducted and taken to Gaza by Hamas, allegedly. The IDF says the number of Israeli fatalities would rise with the discover, discovery of further bodies. So uh, it's been a hallmark of the Islamic extremists of the world – Uh, to produce these uh, kind of propaganda pieces and put them out as a show of strength. Uh, to give people the idea that they're more sophisticated than they actually are. And to be fair, I mean, oftentimes it's worked. If you remember uh, the beheadings of American citizens uh, that were perpetrated by ISIS, um, allegedly perpetrated by ISIS, uh, those were produced oftentimes on a green screen. Uh, and it's not clear if the people they supposedly – slit their throats and beheaded if those people actually died. Here's a video of what is purported to be a Hamas terrorist coming in on a parachute, uh, and they end up finding themselves entangled with a power line. Let's take a look at this. Oops. All right, now, I show you this. Uh, to demonstrate that propaganda is not only being pushed by the Palestinians, Uh, Hamas, I should say, Uh, because this video is being posted by a guy named Gunther Eagleman on Twitter, and he's America first MAGA Trump 2024. Um, Now, this video is actually an accident that occurred earlier this year in South Korea it's not a Hamas fighter uh, and it's really you know something that I, I would imagine he he should probably make uh, an address in some fashion because everybody that's uh, commenting in the comments with the with uh, uh, reserved for a couple of people who are calling him out for it, uh, they all are acting like you know, hey, you know, good one. We took down uh, uh, Hamas. This guy's an idiot because he got caught in um, in these power lines. But it's not. It's some dude in South Korea. Um, also, a lot of videos that are being shared, which are supposedly of attacks from this war. It turns out that they're actually videos and clips of video games that have been recycled. This is exactly what happened in the early days of the Russia-Ukraine conflict. I'm sure you guys can remember, just go back about a year and a half, and you had uh, clips of uh, the MiGs from a video game, The Ghost of Kiev. It was a total fictitious story. Uh, you had uh, videos of bombings of buildings. The other day, CNN showed what was allegedly a building that had been bombed, but it was actually a controlled demolition, which had been done with the full knowledge of the government of the area. So, here, this is funny because it's actually coming from the New York Times. Um, you have this video right here, which is supposed to be an air assault coming from Gaza into Israel. It's not. It was from a video game. Uh, you have a video.
2: Now
1: Flare.com.
4: taken in 2015 that was shown as if it was happening uh, over this past weekend there was also a fake white house memo that was going around uh and that wasn't real uh you have a fake bbc report this happened a couple of times over the weekend i saw these fake reports there was the orthodox church that you guys told me was fake news that orthodox church is still standing it has not been blown up but it was widely reported that it was uh you also had that fake CNN staged video that I showed you that was not really what it was purported to be. I don't trust CNN. They have faked things in the past, but that wasn't an example of it. Uh, There was also a report of the U.S. embassy in Lebanon being evacuated. That never happened. Uh, And there are another of individual examples of this same type of propaganda being shown. Uh, there, the video that I showed yesterday that I said I didn't know if it was real or not showed the guys carrying the body and then the air raid sirens went off. Yeah, allegedly that was from Jordan, not from uh, from Gaza over the weekend. So the biggest piece of propaganda to come out today was the revelation of the pictures of babies That had been beheaded, allegedly been beheaded by Palestinian terrorists uh, coming into Israel. Now, Joe Biden claimed today in a speech at the White House that he's actually seen the photos of these beheaded Israeli children. Hamas has of course denied actually doing this uh, but on Wednesday Joe Biden says he has actually seen them he was meeting with Jewish community leaders uh, and uh, it was reported that uh, Israeli soldiers had revealed that these Hamas terrorists are chopping the heads off of babies and then gunning down families uh, we have no real way of knowing uh, exactly what's happening over there because we're not there and because the th- fog of war is so thick um, but According to uh, the Israeli military, they say it's hard to even explain just the mass casualties that happened right here. Israel military officials say they still don't have a clear number, but I'm talking to some of the soldiers and what they've witnessed walking through these different houses, babies with their heads cut off, families gunned down in their beds. You can see some of these soldiers comforting each other, many of them reserves as they had to leave their own families behind, not knowing the sheer horror of what they were about to come into. Uh, And I bring this up. Because as I have stated over the last several days, with the lack of clear and concise information coming out, we know that we are being bombarded by propaganda that is designed to push us in one direction or another. You've got the the left at large, the most radical element of the left, you know, supporting Palestine. You've got uh, both left and right supporting Israel, buying into this narrative. I can't tell you whether or not any of this stuff is true because I haven't seen it. But I do know that our own government and the governments of other nations that want to push us into World War III have no problem both killing innocent civilians and lying to us, making the problem seem a lot worse than it possibly or actually is. You've also got reports of the bombings taking place in both uh, Israel and in Gaza. I've seen videos of uh, apartment buildings in Gaza being blown up. I don't know if they're real. Uh, You've got the videos showing the supposed rockets being sent into um, Israel. Remember, they have the Iron Dome and the four layers of protection over it. I can't tell you if they're real. I don't know what the hell is actually going on. Uh, Don Sclater says, good point. Benghazi was a result of a fake video. No, Benghazi wasn't the result of a fake video. That was fake news. That's the thing. That was totally fake news. Uh, Benghazi... Benghazi was the result of careful planning. It was not a um, an organic thing. There was no demonstration. That was a story that was made up by the Obama administration. This was simply terrorists that knew they could go ahead and uh and enter the US embassy in Benghazi uh it was of course after Hillary Clinton and the United States had destroyed the government that had been in place for decades under Muammar Gaddafi uh because he was going to begin a project that would allow the African continent uh to completely step outside of the shackles of the US financial system man it, th- th- this is just another example of the lies that we are told on a daily basis. Now, here's another lie. The White House actually commented on Joe Biden saying he'd seen these pictures, and they said he hasn't seen these pictures. We haven't seen these pictures. Joe Biden's just saying that he saw these pictures. IDF, however, says that they found about 40 murdered babies, some of them beheaded. Uh, And, of course, this is horrible. If it's true, then the people who committed these acts, they would be war atrocities. They would be uh, completely outside the boundaries of what is proper. But the thing is both sides hate each other so much they have dehumanized each other to the point where I I can see these things actually happening. They don't care about those things happening. But I urge caution because I want to take you back now to something that altered the course of history and kicked off the Gulf War. Do you remember this young girl right here? She was a 15-year-old Kuwaiti girl who testified before Congress about Iraqi soldiers removing babies in Kuwait from the incubators and then taking the incubators and leaving these babies to die. If you don't know this story, then you're about to learn.
0: They pulled out his fingernails and applied electric shock to sensitive private
4: parts of his body. So this 15-year-old girl, whose name was Nayira, revealed these supposed atrocities committed by Iraqi soldiers in Kuwait. The only thing is, they didn't actually happen. This was propaganda. This was a carefully concocted narrative to reel in the American people and kind of increase our mistrust and hatred of Saddam Hussein and the Iraqi people to make it acceptable for us to enter the Middle East.
0: I saw the Iraqi soldiers g- coming to the hospital with guns. They took the babies out of incubators, took the incubators and left the children to die on the cold floor.
4: So Naira's testimony really was the reason that we entered into this escalation in the Persian Gulf. The only problem is it never happened. She never saw this. She was given a script. She cried those crocodile tears, and she went into Congress, and she essentially led us into war, even though it was short-lived. But it allowed for us to go into the Persian Gulf. It's the same type of behavior that Colin Powell engaged in when he went to the United Nations and told the the entire world that Saddam Hussein had these mobile biological and chemical weapons facilities that were rolling around Iraq, uh, a, a sterile laboratory environment in the back of a tractor trailer being pulled by a semi through the desert. Desert Storm is launched.
5: 135,000 Iraqis are killed.
4: I just want to let that sink in. Because of this lie, 135,000 Iraqis died directly as a result of our military action. Freight Awakening says the Iraqi girls' testimony was exactly 33 years to the day that they claimed the beheaded babies. Coincidence? My God. I can't even believe she was actually, uh, I believe she was Kuwaiti. But e- either way, 33 years, I believe it, Fredo. And uh, this is one of the reasons why I actually uh, uh, was interested in the numerological aspects of Boyd's story, because I know it's true. I know that they do these things, I know that numbers mean a lot to them. Estimated 1 million Iraqis, many of them children and old people, then
5: die as a result of 10 years of sanction.
4: Another million Iraqis, the most vulnerable of Iraqi society, die over the next 10 years because of the sanctions that we placed on them. Here is Naira with her father, who was (laughs) – I don't even think they were Kuwaiti. Hold on.
5: Bill Nolton selected her uh, as a persuasive witness to this atrocity. And um, it was all part of a campaign to turn Saddam Hussein, at least in the public uh, 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 consciousness, into Adolf Hitler. And the, the feeling was that they couldn't sell the Gulf War without
4: this. She was actually the daughter of, I believe, the Saudi Arabian ambassador,
1: Soon after we arrived in Kuwait, um, two weeks after
5: the liberation, it became apparent that the story was a complete hoax. We were able to go around the hospitals to count the incubators and find that uh, possibly with one or two that had been misplaced, that none were missing. War very much had to be sold to the American people in order to convince them to intervene militarily.
4: They are doing the exact same thing right now with another war in the Middle East, with the conflict between Hamas and Israel. They are turning Hamas into Adolf Hitler. They are making it morally okay for the United States to send troops, to send money, to send military aid over to this war-torn area. It's tragic. Are people dying? Undoubtedly. But it's all based on lies, and it's based on hundreds, if not thousands of years, of interactions between these groups of people. Anne Frank's diary, remember, became the face of the Holocaust? Well, Naira was the face of Gulf War I. The- uh, and, allegedly, Anne Frank's diary might be propaganda as well. A diary today, which we have today, is in most cases not Anne Anna Frank's. I investigated it, the matter, and I did find out that uh, uh, there was certain parts in that booklet which were incorrect. This is a point that I made earlier today on uh, 412 on Adel's channel. Experts believe that consequences of such stories are never-ending. They are. The lies that get told by our leaders and by these crisis actors perpetuate and percolate into the minds of the American people. And even once they're revealed as being propaganda, even once they're revealed as being lies, People still remember them and identify with them and perpetuate them. It's a story that continues to be told. There are still people today who, know, who don't know that this little girl was chosen because they thought that she played well and because she was able to read a script so that they could go in and kill a bunch of Iraqis over what? Over oil? After we built Saddam Hussein up, gave him— Chemical weapons supported him in the war against Iran after we basically created the mullahs because we deposed Mohammed Mosaddegh and installed the Shah. And then the Iranians began to hate the West as a result. And then they went to war with Iraq. Probably as a result of the fall of the Ottoman Empire and the arbitrary borders that were drawn at that time. Freight Awakening says Helen Keller is fake and gay too. (laughs) But as a result of all of these nations that we have meddled in, that we have destroyed their organic governments to put in despotic leaders that are sympathetic to the whims of the corporatocracy of America – We have created this cesspool of never-ending conflict and propaganda campaign a couple of steps further
5: with uh, Saddam's fake atomic bomb program never happened, never existed.
4: The consequences of these lies, my friends, are as tragic as they get. I often wonder what the world would look like if the people of our nations were allowed to choose our own destiny, to choose our own leaders. We're living through the consequences of that right now because they stole the election in 2020. They stole the midterms in 2022. They stole the midterms in 2018. The people of this nation are not free any longer, not in any recognizable way. When you look at what we were founded upon, when you look at our founding documents, they have twisted and perverted our lives, our minds, our hearts, our morals. They turn people into bloodthirsty warmongers because it suits their needs, the bankers want to fund wars because it keeps the economy going, because the military industrial complex is able to keep making bombs and bullets and weapons of war. They kill people. They maim people. They ensure lifetime health care is necessary. And if you survive unscathed physically, perhaps you're going to need psychological counseling for the rest of your life. We are not meant to be at constant war with each other. Going back to the lasting effects of a lie like Naira, uh, her story was exposed back in 1992. All right. Very shortly after it happened, we went in to Kuwait, the government and the army saw that what she was talking about never actually happened. And it was admitted in popular media, but the story did not gain as much traction as it did when she testified before Congress talking about the atrocities that were committed by the Iraqi army. So everything that you're seeing coming out of Israel, everything you're seeing coming out of Palestine, take it with a grain of salt. Do not allow yourself to be pushed in one way or the other. Do not allow your emotions to be manipulated. I don't know exactly what's happening, but I know the people who are running our government right now have no problem lying to us, have no problem sending Americans off to die, and have no problem siphoning your tax dollars. If you think that every dollar that will get sent to Israel is going to end up being used to fund the war, You're sorely mistaken. I think a fair number of those dollars are going to get siphoned right off and into the pockets of people like Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, the Biden crime family, many other political dynasties. The list is never ending. Dusker Who says, no more blood and treasure. Absolutely. Uh, thank you to Filter Dog one for that can. Uh, also, he says, did someone turn off the cameras or did they just all break? I don't know, but I did not turn off the cameras. Porpoiseful, thank you for the cookie. Cyber CyberXSpeed says, have you interviewed Neon Revolt and Andrew Torba? Yes, I have actually interviewed both of them. I believe that, that was uh, when I was still on YouTube. So I, I, I've got all those videos and I need to put them up, but to be frank, uh, my 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 schedule is such that I am basically consumed every single day with the shows that I'm doing. Um, Who cares? Said, high five, Zach and RPGF. Remember, the first casualty of war is the truth. Couldn't have said it any better myself. H2O Maven. Good to see you, Maven. She dropped a pair of shades. I sincerely appreciate it. All right. So I, um, I titled the show, you know, A New Level of Accountability. And, you know... That can be applied to a lot of different things that we're seeing here. I said on 412 show that uh, America and the people of the world, we have come a long way, much, much farther than we were when Donald Trump came into office. So many people have woken up to a degree that just was unthinkable before. People are questioning those narratives. People are questioning that propaganda. And that is healthy. We need to do that. I think people need to do it to an even greater degree. We need to stand up for what's right. We need to demand accountability. And for people like the modern left, they are finding it very difficult to reconcile some of the things that they're seeing. You know, I I saw a a figure that as many as 30 percent of Democrats are now considering voting for Donald Trump. That's for a lot of reasons. But certainly there are Jewish Democrats who are just used to Israel and the United States being aligned and everybody saying, yeah, we have to support Israel 100%. But right now, the level of animus towards Israel coming from a large portion of the left is really staggering. It's strange in a way that uh, I've never seen before. It makes sense because of the narrative that they've been spinning, you know, colonialism and apartheid and racism, I mean, it all kind of plays in together. It's a lot more complicated than that, but it certainly jives. Now, the specific support for Hamas that has been coming out of these uh, left-wing intelligentsia circles uh, is starting to percolate a little bit higher and cause some of those Democrats to really question who it is that they've aligned themselves with. Someone like Joy Bahar, who, along with members of the squad, have been so united in their hatred of Donald Trump that perhaps they've ignored some of the other levels of hatred and animus that those people possess. So Rashida Tlaib, Democrat from Michigan, has refused to condemn Hamas for the attacks that we've seen over the weekend. I, I condemn all attacks, OK? I don't want people to die. I hate seeing Israelis killed and I hate seeing Palestinians killed. I hate seeing war perpetuated by the satanic elements of the New World Order that all their the only goal they have is for us to kill each other and for us to remain forever under their thumb. They don't care how we get there. They don't care what God is being worshipped by which people. They will use every tool in their toolbox to manipulate you and to see our happiness, our, our sovereignty, our self-determination destroyed. Now, As a result of the failure of Rashida Tlaib to openly condemn Hamas as she's been demanded, uh, you have members of The View who are now really being forced to kind of. Come to Jesus at a moment. Uh, it was stated by one of the co-hosts, I hope that members of the squad tuned in because yesterday Congresswoman Rashida Talab was asked to condemn the butchering of children. She refused to answer the question. How can you not condemn the butchering of children? I don't know that it I don't know that what we're being told is happening is actually happening, but I think in general, in principle, right? You can condemn the butchering of children. Well, by doing so, she would be turning on a large portion of her communist Democrat base that want her to actively advocate for the butchering of children. It's like what's happening in South Africa. You know, during the de Klerk uh, era, when apartheid was the, uh, the order of the day in South Africa, you know, there was this movement to end apartheid and to integrate the country, the two portions of the country. There were far more black people than there were Afrikaners there, but the Afrikaners ran the government. So apartheid ended. Uh, They handed over the government to the black South Africans, and almost immediately the country was embroiled in corruption and in uh, total mismanagement. And now today, that current government Is So badly mismanaged. The only thing they have to unite their people is their hatred of the Afrikaners. And so the Afrikaners are being killed and people don't want to admit it. They don't want to allow these refugees from South Africa to enter their nations. They will not give them the status. And of course, the modern day left, they look at that and they say, well, the Afrikaners deserved it in the same way they believed white people here in America deserve punishment For the enslavement of black people or the subjugation of any people of color, regardless of whoever it is, as long as they have white skin, well, they're part of the guilty parties. But Joy Bahar, Joy Bahar is being forced to come to the understanding that uh, the squad are, are not truly her friends. They were only united in their hatred against Donald Trump. And so we as a people need to decide, are we going to continue to hate each other? Are we going to continue to kill each other? Or are we going to unite against the people who actually are our enemies? And it's the deep state element of the current administration that is the enemy of the people. They don't care who you worship. They don't care what the color of your skin is. They'll use it against you. They'll use your faith against you. But at the end of the day, it doesn't matter to them because all they care about is that they are manipulating you into doing what they want. Now, as I've said uh, on a number of occasions, Joe Biden facing another hostage crisis. Uh, Well, shockingly, shockingly, in a very tone deaf move, the Biden regime is actually forcing Americans who have been left behind during this crisis uh, to sign promissory notes, which mean that they're going to be held accountable for the costs of evacuating themselves. Uh, Do you think that the American government forced uh, Americans left behind enemy lines in Vietnam at the end of the Vietnam War to pay for their own evacuation fees? I mean, think about how much it costs to operate, say, military vehicles. Uh, This is just another example of how the Biden regime doesn't care about the people of this nation. They simply are paralyzed by their inability to do anything other than crap all over Americans, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, black, white, Hispanic, whatever it might be. You just don't matter to them. This is unprecedented in history. Joe Biden did it in Afghanistan as well. We left so many people behind, and here he is doing it again. Joe Biden's horrible performance and the gigantic, colossal mistake of putting him in a position of power in the United States is being demonstrated to the American people so succinctly. Now, here's a couple more instances of what I believe may be propaganda. Uh, here we have uh, masked men Uh, digging up what are allegedly water lines to turn them into missiles, which they are allegedly using to attack Israel. Now, this seems to me to be a little bit self-defeating. Also, because Israel allegedly cut the water off to Gaza, apparently nothing's running through those pipes. So it's a perfect opportunity if it actually is true. But again, We haven't seen confirmed new footage of missiles or mortars coming out of Gaza. We've only seen this recycled footage. Uh, And now, finally, the war, the attack on Israel is apparently ramping up as they are now reporting that there are military vehicles approaching from their border with Jordan. So it looks like there is escalation among Arab countries and they're all ganging up to go after Israel. Now, it, I, I believe that that is a plausible scenario, given the level of animosity and hatred that exists between Israel and the Arab world at large. Um, and uh, this is certainly something that could escalate it for the United States. Uh, if there is a large enough attack offensive coming from outside of Israel's borders, well, then the United States government just might make it uh, so that, We can go ahead and enter uh, and so much more. Uh, And as that happens, the ongoing conflict in Ukraine appears to be winding down. Take a listen to John Kirby's statement from earlier today. Ukraine funding, we're, we're coming near to the end of the rope. I mean, today we announced $200 million. Um, and we 'll keep that aid going as long as we can, but it, it's it 's not going to be indefinite, so are we moving with a sense of alacrity absolutely i couldn 't give you a date certain on the calendar essentially Ukraine is a dead end, and it 's been a dead end since the very beginning and Now that we 've dumped hundreds of billions of dollars into that black hole in Europe, well, we have a new war that we have to pay attention to we 've got to dump hundreds of billions of dollars into that black hole. Going forward, and you know the United States only has so many resources that we can devote at any given time, and a holy war in the Middle East seems like as good a place as any. It's a far better candidate for World War III than uh, than Europe is. So keep your eyes on the prize. Now, at the same time Joe Biden is charging people for evacuations, uh, we have a Republican congressman, Corey Mills, from Florida. He apparently went to Israel and he evacuated, rescued 32 Americans that were trapped behind. Uh, and uh, I think that this is just indicative of uh, what you should do in the time of crisis. No matter who started it, no matter who's to blame, our people stuck behind enemy lines in the midst of this conflict, of course, we have to get them out of there. Now, uh, this is uh, in relation to the student groups that have been openly praising Hamas and calling for support of Hamas. I don't agree with what's being done here. Um, But Uh, apparently these student groups are now being targeted uh, by elements uh, in America who want them to be blamed and shamed for their support of Hamas. Um, If they've publicly proclaimed it, you know, I really don't see anything wrong with it. Uh, As far as I'm concerned, Hamas is a terrorist organization. If they are openly funding or supporting terrorism, then uh, that's just a bad look. But there were dozens of students at uh, a number of left-wing colleges who uh, put forth letters stating that they blame Israel for the whole thing, even though, you know, we've got a lot of history here, and that they support Palestine, and, and by proxy, they support Hamas. Uh, And a lot of people, of course, are very upset about this. But Harvard University has gathered um, a lot of criticism uh, as a result of this. It's interesting that the vast majority of support for Hamas that we're seeing is coming from uh, the the younger generation at these various institutions of higher learning. Remember yesterday, I told you about the Iranian spy ring that was just caught in Washington, D.C., and one of their uh, main goals was to influence America through educational institutions, through these uh, areas of higher learning. And it appears that it's likely that has actually happened. Uh, but Uh, Right now, I think that we need to be focusing on the people who are suffering, the people who are dying, Uh, and uh, to engage in behavior like this, I just think it's a bad look. We've got this hedge fund manager uh, who is asking for the names and, uh, I guess, addresses of these students to be revealed, uh, and that's probably so they can dox them and shame them. There's a website called harvardhatesjews.com, and it's, uh, it's a truck with an LED screen on all sides and it's driving around harvard and it's showing the the names the photos and apparently the personal information of the students who signed these letters Uh, so This, to me, just seems like it's in bad taste. Uh, I really didn't like it when there was organized doxing campaigns of conservatives years ago in the early days of the Trump administration. I feel like it's just in poor taste to do it uh, here and now, Uh, and it may drive these people deeper into their extremist attitudes and behaviors in the same way that the killing of people on both sides is causing greater levels of hatred for both the Israelis and the Palestinians. Uh, It is bad. All right. And, uh, As I mentioned earlier, that $6 billion fund that was planned to be handed over to Iran is uh, now been blocked. So that $6 billion of funding uh, is apparently no longer on the table for Iran to be able to fund these uh, various military actions into the future. So it it remains to be seen how much longer uh, this conflict is going to be able to rage on. Uh, Hamas and uh, Palestine, they've gotten plenty of funding from the americans uh all on their own so i don't know how much of a difference this six billion dollars is going to make uh, iran also has other means of making money as well but you know you can always do with a spare six billion dollars uh mom i am not muted nope and i can definitely see that my microphone is working yep i am definitely definitely working Yes, the Ukraine war has just gone away because uh, now they need to, uh, they need to basically put all their money into a new conflict. Hold on just a second. Okay. All right. Um, I wanted to give you an update on the situation in New Mexico, the crazy Democrat governor who decided to supersede the Constitution of the United States of America by banning guns in public places. Well, uh, the decision was ultimately left up to a federal judge who is – surprise, surprise, a Biden appointee uh, who declined just yesterday to block this decision by Michelle Lujan Grissom. Uh, this is a ban now. It's been adjusted to firearms at parks and playgrounds, uh, and that district judge out of New Mexico is named David Urias. Uh, he had initially put into place a temporary 30-day order banning uh, this um, uh, this this decision by Governor Grissom, uh, and uh, this decision is something that is illegal. So undoubtedly, it's going to be appealed, uh, and uh, by all rights, this overt power grab by Governor Grissom should not have been allowed to go through. Uh, Urias found that gun owners and advocacy groups who challenged the amended order were Unlikely to succeed on their Second Amendment challenge, really. Uh, He wrote that playgrounds and parks can be considered sensitive places where restrictions are permissible under Supreme Court precedent. That's according to the court document. Uh, Given the Supreme Court's clear invitation for lower courts to conduct their own analog analysis under the Sensitive Places Doctrine, this court finds that playgrounds are sensitive places and are accepted from the Second Amendment's commands. As other courts have noted, playgrounds are often associated with schools. And therefore, the inference that they are sensitive places under Bruin is appropriate. So I can understand the argument that he's making. I don't agree with the argument. Uh, I wonder how long it's going to be before we start seeing mass shootings uh, specifically at playgrounds now that people know that uh, heroes with guns are not going to be present. Finally, Hunter Biden has had his gun charges dismissed by the judge. Judge Mary Ellen Noreka yesterday agreed to formally drop a gun charge against Hunter Biden after a new indictment replaced his collapsed plea deal. Now, remember that plea deal collapsed back in July when Judge Noreka had realized that Hunter's lawyers were trying to get full immunity for anything that ever might come up in the future. Hunter had been charged with two misdemeanors related to tax fraud and he would have avoided any prison time on a felony gun charge, but prosecutors went easy on Hunter because he's the son of the resident of 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue, and they slipped that blanket immunity into the pretrial diversion agreement so the judge could not accept or reject The blanket immunity part of the deal. So the judge smelling a rat blew up the entire plea deal. And then last month, Hunter was indicted on federal gun charges. He was also indicted in a Delaware court on three counts related to the possession of a firearm while using drugs. He has pled not guilty to all charges and prosecutors asked Judge Nareka to drop the old gun charge. After she signed off on the request for these new ones. So it's not like he's getting off entirely. He is still facing the charges from the new indictment. And uh, these charges are still going to be ha- have to be faced in court uh, Weiss had previously withdrawn hunters tax related charges in Delaware, and he said the venue for the offenses are either in California or DC uh, It remains to be seen if he will be charged there as we've seen from a number of whistleblowers recently uh, the prosecutors in DC and in California had refused to cooperate with David Weiss, but now that he's a special counsel, maybe something else is going to happen. I also told you yesterday. Yesterday, that uh, Representative George Santos from New York is about to be expelled after he received a superseding indictment with some 23 new charges. Uh, He has actually responded uh, after the Justice Department put out that press release detailing his alleged criminal activities. Uh, Let's go ahead and see what he said. Um, I'm sorry. He was uh, seven additional counts. I don't know where I got 23 from. Uh, let's see. So it was uh, noted by other another representative from New York that they're planning to expel him, uh, and uh, it is actually co-signed by a number of other New York Republicans. Um, Santos said if they want to be judge, jury and arbiter of the whole G.D. thing, then let them do it. They just want to silence the people of the third congressional district. Looks like we've got a tweet with a clip. Let's go ahead and take a listen. we going to have to go this way. No comment.
3: I, was, I did not have access to my phone. I have no of what you guys
0: are talking about. No, I will not. Excuse me. You They
5: said that
4: you stole people's identities. Did you I'll, steal people's
0: I'll, identities? <laughs> Did you commit
4: identity fraud?
5: You still gonna
0: vote
5: him in this? What do you have what to say constituents? I will not. I have no comment. I was in conference like everyone else without my phone, so I have nothing what, to talk it, about. I didn't even take a look at. Did up. you commit?
0: It did that was a pretty nope, uh, basic question. Um, the answer to that is no. Are you,
5: are you okay,
2: sir? Yep. Are you, are you okay, sir? Yep. Right, did Somebody you charge there.
0: the... Did
2: you charge to your credit card owners money? Did you use their credit cards to reward yourself? That's the allegation. Uh, no, I will look
5: at it. Why should, vote, why should you be able to vote in the speaker's election? Such a key election when you've been charged with all these problems.
4: So here's the thing. If George Santos stole people's identities, if he used their credit cards without their knowledge, if he broke the law in any way, I think that he probably should be expelled. But to expel him before he's actually even faced trials for the crimes he's been accused of by what we know is a totally biased Department of Justice, that is wholly unfair. And the mainstream media is reveling at the idea that George Santos would be kicked out of Congress, lose his job. What happens if they kick him out and then he's found to be not guilty? What happens if there's no evidence to support the claims by the Department of Justice and George Santos is just thrown out on his ass and the Democrats are able to maybe secure the majority in Congress? It's not going to happen with one, but... It goes to show you that they could do this to a couple of Republican congressmen and just get them out of there. So I disagree with the Republicans from New York moving to expel George Santos. I believe that he deserves his day in court. And if he doesn't want to step down, then he shouldn't be forced out. Bob Menendez isn't being forced out. There have been a number of congressmen who have been accused of some really heinous things in the past, and they've gone through the process of finding out if they were guilty Before anything happened, George Santos deserves that much. We should not be in the habit of accusing people and and choosing their punishment before they're allowed to have their day in court. It's exactly what they tried to do to Donald Trump. It's what they've done to many other people. Unfortunately, in the mainstream media, you are guilty until proven innocent. And that's just not the way it's supposed to work in this nation. All right. So uh, let me – how is Menendez facing far crap while Joe is the damn president? Uh, He is – I think that – I think he's just he he stepped too close to the sun, basically, Uh, and also he was not uh, overtly willing to go along with certain things that uh, that Joe Biden wanted to do. Uh, Need to say thank you to Sean Joe and River Pike for the cookies. I appreciate that. You guys, thank you so much for being with us and thank you for hanging out. I hope that the things that I said today uh, were uh, uh, useful to you. I hope that you can use the information that I've given you to uh, make more more measured decisions, and maybe just uh, take a beat before you allow yourself to be worked up. Uh, they want to control us, and they have given us the tools uh, to ensure our own demise. And uh, all I want is for America to be successful. I want for you to be happy, healthy. And to be able to choose your own destiny. Uh, I want to thank everyone for being here. Good luck and God bless. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 p.m. Eastern. Karen Karen actually sent a donation on Cash app. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate you.